Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner fiduciary, and I founded Crystal Clear Finances over 24 years ago. So I've seen a lot. We've walked through some things with our clients, and one of the topics where we're gonna start today is we're gonna talk about what do you do when you're thinking about getting married, what are some financial steps you can put in place so that as your marriage grows, your finances grow too. Well, I see clients every day, couples that have just been married, couples that have been married 40 years, everywhere in between. And I have to say that there are sometimes when I sit down with a couple and they leave and we pray. Because I say, Lord, if something doesn't change there, that couple's separating. There's a lot of stress that finances can put on a marriage. So one of the things that I would start with is understanding what are the mindsets and the memories when it comes to money that you have personally and for the person you love. And here's the great news. This doesn't have to be for newlyweds, people thinking about getting married. This can be wherever you are in this marriage journey because it is literally so important and it is going to skew how people look at finances. I know that when I grew up, there were different things that happened and I remember being the oldest daughter of 12. I was 13 years old and mom and dad we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, bought me yellow furniture. Now, you might think, so what does that have to do with anything? Well, when there are 12 kids and you get a whole new bedroom set when you turn 13, yeah, it's kind of a big deal because they didn't do that. However, when we moved to New York the following year and we moved into a different house, my sister's room was yellow. So they said, hey, why don't you give your furniture to your sister? It matches her room and you can have her old furniture. And so I had the furniture and then I didn't have the furniture. Now I could cry and boo-hoo about it. And I thought, you know what? I did cry, I did boo-hoo, but I moved on. But what that taught me was that anything that I have in life that I thought was valuable, I began to hide it. And I took that into my marriage. Whenever I had extra money, I didn't tell George I had it. I would tuck it to the side. Whenever there was something good, I didn't want anyone to see it. I didn't even realize I was letting memories of my childhood control how I used money. You know, I've shared at the seminars that I've presented on money and marriage, uh, an example of a gentleman who was in a car accident, won a lawsuit, had some difficulties, that's why he won the lawsuit. His parents were in charge of his money. He got picked on at school, but he just kept telling himself, it's okay, I'm gonna get to go to the best colleges there are because we have the money and I'm gonna get a good job. And he had this all planned out in his mind. When it came time for college, he found out that his parents had spent all the money. Now you might again say, what does this have to do with marriage? Because when I saw them, they were pretty close to getting divorced because here's what the problem was. And this again was back in the day when paychecks were not direct deposited. Yes, I am that old. So what happened was is that he would get his paycheck from work, cash it, and he could never make it home without spending some of his paycheck. And money was tight for them. 
And so they began to fight back and forth about this money issue that they had. Just bring the stupid paycheck home. Stop spending it. Don't get the coffee and or don't go buy me flowers or don't go do all these things. You're, you're just blowing the money and we have bills to pay. It wasn't until they sat down at this conference and they began to write a list of what their earliest childhood memories was that he began to cry and realize that he had made a promise to himself that day. That day when he found out that his mom and dad had spent all his money, he said, if I'm going to be broke, it's going to be because I spent the money. No one else is going to have control over my finances and hurt me like that again. He had forgotten that. But yet what was happening here in his marriage, all these actions he was doing were popping up and he didn't understand why because he loved his wife. He wanted to help, but there was this thing that he just fell into a pattern. My first step that I would ask you to do, no matter if you're getting married, you've been married forever, it seems like, write down what are your earliest childhood memories. Now, some of these can be good. I remember with my dad, I remember seeing my dad write a check so large that it bought an RV for a, a pastor that had come in, an evangelist that had come into the church. The evangelist had said that the, you know, the tires were going, they were having problems with this RV, and it was a beat up clunker, just so you know. And so I remember seeing my dad write the amount to buy a brand new RV. He took the check, he put it on the windshield wiper, underneath the windshield wiper, now, just imagine this in your mind. As that pastor comes out, gets up, they finish ministering, they're tired, gets into the seat, gets ready to drive away. And what's staring at him on the other side of the windshield is a check for thousands of dollars. The answer so he could go buy that new RV for him in his home. I remember those things. So am I a little generous? Yeah because that was modeled and I remember admiring that. Was George that modeled in front of my husband, George? Nope. Did he think I was a little crazy when I gave so much away? Yup. Did we have fights over it? <laughs> you betcha. Because see, early childhood memories, whether good or bad, will make decisions. And if the person you're marrying doesn't understand the root of why you do what you do, there can be a source of contention. Now, there is something that we have here at the offices of Crystal Clear Finances that we can provide. It's called your wealth mentality. It's a little quiz that goes through and you answer these questions and they tell how you view money. There are people that view money as a status and people that view money as security. Now, let's give an example. Let's pretend that you have someone who views money as security. If we have enough money in our savings account, if we have enough money in our checking account, okay, everything's in place, they feel at peace. But you, you view money as enjoyment. It's something to use to bless people, to buy pizza, to have fun, to make memories, because that's what you're viewing money as, a source of enjoyment to bless yourself and others with memories. As a husband, if you're the one that says, hey, I love seeing money as enjoyment, and you go out with all your friends and you're spending money, and the wife sees the account draining down, do you think there's gonna be contention at home? Yeah, because people see money as status, security, enjoyment, or control. 
Those are the four key areas and identifying what you and your spouse or your potential spouse is will open up discussions. Now, with that being said, not only do we see those four areas, but on this quiz, and please feel free to give our office a call, 518-433-7181. You don't need even need to be a client. We will send this to you because we want your marriage to be happy and we want you to have financial success so that you can accomplish what God has called you to do. But one of the other areas besides viewing money as status, security, enjoyment, or control, there are those who view money with a poverty mentality. That hurts a lot of marriages because they're so intent on saving that dollar that they don't see the need of the person they love. So we also want to lay on top of this. Do you have a poverty mentality? Do you have an affluent mentality? Trying to keep up with the Joneses? Those are all different things because we can teach you how to do investments, how to do a budget, and we'll talk about that in a second. We can teach you all those things but if that was the only answer, if, if money was as simple as one plus one equals two, we'd all be wealthy sitting on a beach somewhere. But money has an emotional component to it. Don't let it fool you because that's what's underlying everything. It's kind of like that duck that's on the water and the legs underneath are just paddling away. You see the one plus one equals two. You see the bank accounts. You see the budget. That's the duck above the water. It's what's below the water that's driving everything that's what can enhance a marriage or kill a marriage. So that would be the very first thing. Again, give us a call at 518-433-7181. We would be happy to send this test to you so you can see where you and your spouse are. And the other thing that before we take a quick 30 second break is remember, write down what are my earliest childhood memories, good and bad, and then I want you to do this. What did it teach you? What was the walk away that it taught you? Like mine was, hey, I'm gonna hide everything good I have. My friends was, hey, you know, I'm going to spend my money and then ask if that is an outdated belief. Is that really a true belief? And how is it showing up in your adult life? And we'll be back in just 30 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. Crystal Clear Finances invites you to attend the Power of Investing webinar. This free educational event will be hosted online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. In a world of rising inflation, increasing taxes, and global unrest, it's tempting to pull back and just hope everything's going to work out. However, hope is not a proven strategy. Having a biblically-based financial plan that addresses current and future concerns, well, that's a strategy designed to help you navigate uncertainty. Join Crystal Clear Finances for a 45-minute webinar explaining the role of an investor, as well as the responsibility and opportunity that company ownership can provide. Having a clear understanding of what you own can help bring confidence for every financial decision and situation. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 for your link and join us online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. for the Power of Investing webinar. Call 518-433-7181 today.
And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon, certified financial planner, fiduciary, and the founder of Crystal Clear Finances for 24 years. I feel so old when I say that, but I share it because I want you to know that what we're seeing in the market today, yep, been there. It's just another version of it, and it continues to go through a cycle. And those of you who know what I'm talking about, you're the veteran investors who said, yep, I remember the very first time I panicked when the market went down. Then I realized, wait a minute, it goes in a cycle. As long as I'm working with a financial planner that I can trust, as long as I am understanding what I own and why I own it, if I'm working to create savings and invest uh, savings outside the market that I can use for opportunities and expenses, then why am I losing sleep at night? Be like the veteran investors, be like those of us who have been around this for so long that we can look at it without the emotion. Oh, it doesn't mean we don't care. We absolutely, or at least I can speak for myself, I do care. I want you to have peace. And that's why at the beginning of, beginning of March in our March Madness series, talking about things that drive you crazy, we talked about the fact that, listen, we've got to understand how the market works so that you can sleep good at night. Now today, one of the things that drives people crazy is how marriages divorce because of the number one cause, which is finances. So for those of you out there who are thinking about getting married, or for those of you who have already been married, there are steps that we can take. And before the break, we talked about first understanding the emotional component of wealth. Hey, this is how it, it, how it ticks. Here's how I tick. Here's what my parents taught about money. Here's how I can see those same tendencies that show up in me. Now, the next thing that I would do is I would set up a budget. Now I know, not a rocket science right there, but you need to have a budget. And here's one thing that I see, is that people set up budgets and they're not realistic. They're like, we're gonna save thousands of dollars, we're never going out to eat, we're not eating chocolate, we're never visiting people, and they make this unrealistic budget. No, we need to, and again, this is something we'll provide for you, or you can find it online go through an in-depth budget sheet that counts for everything, and then put down even, let's pretend that you have a house and you have to pay $1,200 in property tax. Boy, I'd love to know where you live because I could trade you taxes, but $1,200, well, we want you to, in your budget, start saving $100 a month so when the tax bill comes, you're not fretting, you're not sweating it, you know you have the money there. So you want a budget that pays for monthly expenses and then you also wanna be able to save for bills that don't fall due on a regular basis. And when you've got those down, that third area, kind of like a bullseye, right? The first is your core expenses. Then your next one is, okay, I'm saving for bills that don't fall due on a regular basis. And then the outer core, that's where all your vacations, the surplus goes, and you need to look at your budget to make sure you have enough to do all three of those categories, core expenses, save for bills that come due but not on a regular basis, and then make sure you have time for your vacations, time for the other things that you enjoy in life. But here's what I see. People say, and thank you L'Oreal for teaching us this, they say, well, I don't have to save for my car expenses because I've worked hard and I deserve it. I deserve to have to, to be able to go spend this money in the luxury zone when you haven't paid your core expenses. I've met with individuals and we've created a budget 
and they're not even making the budget, but they want to go on these exotic trips. Guys, we have to put it in order. If you don't have enough money that comes on the budget when the two of you are sitting down, and here's another thing you're gonna need to talk about, are you combining your resources? I know, I could hear a gasp from everyone my age and older. What, get married and not combine your resources? But there are a lot of couples where they'll keep their play money on one side and then they both contribute into a joint account. Figure out what works best for you. Figure out, okay, we know that this is what our core expenses are. Every Each of us is paying half or however you're going to do it. But there needs to be some type of budget. If your budget shows that you do not have enough money coming in, that's when you need to either increase expenses or de- uh, increase income, sorry, increase income or decrease your expenses. And it, it's line by line, just go through it. Now, you might flip and be the other way where there's surplus, and that's where the next step comes in, which is setting goals. Before we jump into goals, when you're doing your budget, one of the easiest things to do is to get, get, get QuickBooks. It downloads everything. I remember when my husband sold his trucking company, we were gonna have a huge tax bill because he had sold the trucking company, there was capital gains. So we tried to figure out, well, what is the legal way that we can reduce this tax bill? I pulled up my personal P&L, right? My, it's from QuickBooks or Quicken, whichever you use, and it literally shows you all your expenses from your income, and we saw how much we were spending on oil. We said, huh, the government is offering credits if you use geothermal, so we put in a geothermal in the backyard that he was able to dig and do all the stuff on it. We were able to get a write-off for it, reduce our oil bill, and reduce the amount of taxes we pay. Now, would we be able to do that if we didn't, ha- if we didn't have a budget in place or QuickBooks or Quicken that kept track of everything so we could notice trends? See, every Saturday morning, I get my blueberry coffee George gets his black and we sit down and Saturday mornings are our finance time. We go over it, we see where the budget is, we see where the finances are and at that time we also talk about our goals. What is it we want to accomplish? See, I have found in life that when I have a goal and I know what direction I'm going, it's amazing. The money comes from it. Yes, you have to work for it. It doesn't float from the sky. 24 years, certified financial planner, no floating money has arrived at my house, but hard work, yes, that has brought income in. Having creativity, because as we sit there with our blueberry coffee and we talk, we dream about what we want to accomplish in life and we remind ourselves. Now, in the very beginning when we had three kids and things were crazy, was it a little discouraging doing budgeting? Yeah, but we kept believing, God, you have a purpose. And this is the way we're gonna go and we kept putting in the time and the effort to be where we are today. I'm saying that because there are those of you who are just starting out. Figure out your mindsets in regards to money, figure out where they're clashing with each other and deal with them. Set your budget. If you can do a QuickBook online, that would be great or even if it's not an online so it downloads all your expenses so you can track the categories of where you're spending or you can use some other system but you need to have that so that year over year you can see where there's patterns coming 
and you can make adjustments for opportunities that come up in life. You need to have that consistent day where you meet with one another. Now, because I love finances, I could meet every day. And because I love blueberry coffee, it would be really cool. George, on the other hand, not so much. Doesn't like work meeting on finances every day. So we picked one day. Otherwise, it felt like I was constantly doing bills and finances with him, and he began to resent it. So what we need to look at when you're looking at your finances with someone that you love or in your marriage or getting ready is when are we going to do our finances? There needs to be one day a week where we set aside that time and we're going to deal with it. But the rest of the week, unless it's something to check in, we're going to put it to the side. We're going to live our life. We already know how much we're allowed to spend on cash flow. And we're just going to work that out and we'll deal with the main issues on that one morning. I have found for many of my clients, helping them shift to where they were just doing it once a week instead of worrying about it every day has made a huge difference. All right. So mindsets, memories, we're going to deal with those. We're going to create a budget, preferably one that's online that records everything so you can see trends that will come down because I believe there'll be opportunities in the future. So you want to make sure you understand that. A specific time that you're meeting and then you want to make sure that you're doing goal setting. Now you're going to need goal settings that are, hey, if I had a magic wand, if God was reaching out his scepter to me like he did to Esther and said, you can have everything you want up to half the kingdom, what would you pick? You need to write those goals down. And then you need to bring it back a little bit and say, but if I didn't have those, here's my other goals. And you need to write them everything from a one-year goal to a 50-year goal. I mean, I think about what my goal is, is I want to make sure that I help faith-based individuals create resources so they can create positive culture change. Hey, if the companies are doing it, they're coming in with their profit and they're changing cultures, why can't I equip the kingdom of God to take their resources and positively impact the culture? So I would say that's a 50-year goal, huh? We're working on it. We're doing our values-based investing. We're providing information to you. We're encouraging you every Saturday. We're on the radio, 17 different towers now, because we want to get that news out to you so that you can be equipped. So the going back to what I was saying, set your goals and they need to be attainable. I have some goals. I've shared this story before. It took me 13 years to get to it. 13 years of building up to save for the kitchen. You all know the story. At the end of the kitchen being done, I had nothing in the savings. And that was the day when I realized that there were more people in life than just spenders and savers. There are actually wealth creators out there. And how do I become one? And that began my pursuit of, wait a minute, it's more than just budgeting. It's more than just savings. It's more than just green tank. There's got to be more out there. And that's when it really took off. So there will be things that you save for. Let me speak to you on this. That you feel we should have already hit that goal. I want to tell you that part of goal setting isn't literally just the goal that you get. It's the process of what it does in you during that time. If I hadn't saved for 13 years for a kitchen and then watched my account go to zero, I wouldn't have had that deep remorse of, wait a minute, I don't want to get back to zero. And I hadn't learned that there was a zero line that we all live on and how to cut the tie from it. There are goals that you are pursuing that are doing something emotionally, mentally, physically inside you that will prepare you for the next step. 
I had to learn that lesson so that I could help bring my clients there too. So you want to do goal setting. And as I look towards the end, I would say one of the other areas, yes, read books, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He has a really good series that, that you can look on for that with Robert Kiyosaki. But I would say learn to understand how money really works. Don't get caught up with what everyone does. I would sit down with an individual and say, how much money do you have coming in? And then I would show them, listen, if you don't get a raise, this is all the money that you get, here's how much is going to pass through your hands over the course of your lifetime. And then I would show them how much is gonna, if they keep doing what they're doing, how much is gonna go to debt, how much is gonna go to taxes, how much is gonna be eaten up by lifestyle, and how much they'll have left when they get to retirement. We are all millionaires. Just some of us know how to hold it so that we have the millions when we reach retirement. The rest are busy giving their money away to everyone else and making everyone else millionaires. I believe that each one of us should, God gave us the resources, he blessed us. We should know how to keep those resources and walk in that and build that correctly. But to do that, you have to understand how money works. You have to understand when we talk about the PEM, the personal economic model, or our philosophy here at Crystal Clear Finances, that there are three parts of money, right? We wanna make sure that we understand that there is a savings, there is investments, and there's protection. I know the world tries to make it all crazy and confusing and all these different caveats. Break it down easy. So when you're sitting with your spouse or soon-to-be spouse on that Saturday morning with your blueberry cup of coffee or whatever it is, check how much do we have in our green tank in our savings? Where do we have in our investments? What do we have for protection? What are our goals? How much can we be redirecting to the goals? One of the other areas when we talk about our philosophy here is we do believe that taxes are going to go up and we believe the market will be volatile. How do you and your spouse believe? What can you do to position your resources so they match how you believe? And then how do you put the proper protection in place? You know, the other day I read this letter. It's, I know you can't see me because you're on the radio, but for those of you who are online, it was a letter that was put into a life insurance policy so that the passing of the dad and the husband was my honor to deliver it. It was one of the most heartbreaking but yet rewarding things that I had done to not only slide across the table the check for the death benefit proceeds because they had put the proper protection in place, but to slide across the letter that I had encouraged them to write reflecting why they had put that in place and how much they loved their children. So these are things when we look at putting it and understanding how uh, finances work, how monies works, I think it's important to do. I think it's important to put together a comprehensive plan to understand all the different components. And I think it's important that you work with a financial planner. No, I'm not just saying that because that's what I am, a certified financial planner. I'm saying it because in every area of my life, I have a coach. I have a coach that's walking me through. I ran two marathons in 2020, back to back. Please don't ever do that. That was not good. But I had a coach that was walking me through or running me through the hours I would spend running every Saturday. I have a marriage coach that we meet with. Why, does that mean something's bad? No, 
It just means I have someone that I say, I like these qualities in your life and you can speak into my life about marriage. I have someone that's speaking with me about uh, nutrition, someone who is, uh, you know, how to dress for certain events. I mean, I have a coach for everything. I believe that each person has a talent. If I can tap into it and be teachable, I can grow. The same thing happens for finances. I would encourage as you're starting this year, whether you're getting, beginning a marriage, whether you've been in marriage, you've been married for a while, having a certified financial planner, a fiduciary come alongside you and speak into your life in regards to your financial situation is key. So as we uh, draw to a close, I want to remind you, you can ask me for the forms that we had that talk about the different personalities. I want to encourage you that you can give us a call, find out if what money means to you. Are you looking at it as security? Are you looking at it as status, enjoyment, or control? Let's go over that and then write down your money memories. Get your budget in place. You can do this. So join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. 